oh, we're behind. We're so behind. We're three episodes behind, and now we're at the finale. So, here's the deal, guys. We're talking The Last of Us. We're talking the finale. We really, really wanted to get into episode seven and eight, but we just couldn't find the time because this finale was just so, 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 so good. So, in this episode, we just dive deep right into the finale. We talk a little bit of part two. We talk a little bit moving it forward. We mostly just dive into the finale. In later episodes, we'll talk episode seven. We'll talk episode eight because those episodes were really, really good too. They deserve to be talked about. And that will be coming in the next upcoming weeks. Next week, we'll probably be talking season two. But for this episode, we're talking just the finale, baby. All right, let's get into it. Uh, enjoy our special guest, Michael Schumer, along with me, your host, Jake Sherbing. All right, let's get into it. Cue the music. place like ash catching pikachu we don't evolve we just level up michael welcome it's been a while i'm back <laughs> and i'm ready to rock that's been my that's been my intro we're back baby oh yeah you took it <laughs> <laughs> so hey we're here to talk last of us it's been three episodes we planned on um doing each episode but life happens Life's a cruel mistress, it seems. We got really screwed. I just like it. Like I think about it, we literally missed, like had to miss like two episodes. We did stupid Crohn's disease and Crohn's Boo, flares and Crohn's <laughs> hospital Boo. visits. It's no bueno. And I tried doing it in the hospital or while like in the room too, because I had the mic and everything. But yeah, I was the day that we planned on doing it. I was so tired. I had so many like medical news that like I was just overwhelmed. I remember you hit me up like, "Yeah, we can record an episode," and I was like, "I, I think it's okay if we don't, buddy." <laughs> and I hope you guys understand too. I would rather have Jake take care of himself than uh, be like you... low key dying in a hospital, <laughs> like just be like. So Last tell of me us what was... your thoughts were on. Oh God! Oh God! Last of Us was. <laughs> Great. Actually, no. I was high on painkillers, so it'd have been a blast. <laughs> like, like when I look back at it, like the week that I was like the first week I was in the hospital, and I was like, you know, I was so high on painkillers, I was just like, I was ready to go. But you and like every other guest who I had scheduled, because I had four pot episodes scheduled, and all like all four guests were just like, yeah, no, get get better before you like. Don't worry about the show. So I'm like, ah, okay. And then once uh, I was able to not take painkillers, I was more tired. And I was like, okay, I'll just rest a little bit. But hey, I'm back. We're uh, a few day or almost a week out of the hospital, so ready to go. Absolutely. All right, All let's right. get into this. So for the audience, we're going to talk mostly the finale. Um, I, I really want to talk about uh, left behind in episode eight, which uh, I forget the title. We are in need, I believe it's the title. That's what I wrote down. Um, I want, I, I, I want to take the time to talk each episode, but the fact that we are three episodes late and we're now at the finale, I think everyone's been their mind is on the, this finale. So I want to take the time to talk about this finale, and then we can work our way back a little bit. So we might talk uh, cannibals in this episode, but 
next episode we'll talk season two and we'll get into a little bit of cannibals and left behind i'm down for it all right but first we have to bring this up because we brought it up last time pokemon dlc it's not kalos My Your side, it's like that, side uh, tells it all. It's like that meme of uh, the dude that reviews like fast food joints. Like, my disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined. But I will say it was low-key hilarious because I'm a cynic when it comes to Pokemon. Everything else, I'm you the most are. optimistic hype man ever. But Pokemon, I'm like, nah, I fucking know Game Freak. Like, I always keep the bar. <laughs> I keep the bar to the ground. I don't even put it. It's not even in the ground. It's in the ground, like six feet under. And even then, they can still manage to not hit it. And so for me, I feel almost evil for saying this, but I kind of got some vindictive joy out of watching these people get so hyped for the direct. They're like, they're going to red and blue virtual console or whatever, Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. <clears throat> like all the hype. And I was like, wow, you guys, I don't know what company you guys have been paying attention to, but we <laughs> definitely aren't seeing this. And even like and like the whole time I was like, wow, you guys are really going in on collecting all my data to sell the private companies. Pokemon Sleep, it's like the most useless app I've ever heard <laughs> of in my entire. Like, bro, haven't you heard of like a Fitbit? Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, which so. is ironically on my watch or on my <laughs> desk right now. I haven't worn it in like two weeks. Exactly. So like, sorry, Game Freak, you're not gonna or Pokemon Company. I never really know which to refer to but i don't know you know, i'm disappointed by Kalos though like i was hoping for that news i'm like i know it was too good to be true <clears throat> and i knew it wasn't gonna happen but i'm like i'm like low-key like i just hope they give us what we want for once yeah Different but it sounds companies. like game it sounds like game freak is no longer gonna do pokemon though it sounds like they're gonna do their own thing so i'm hoping that uh Wait, that means what? good things yeah did, did you not hear that rumor here i'm looking this up right now as we talk I, i'll be your jamie uh, look, I'll look it up right now. Oh, good. Freak, you my Jamie? What, what show Rogan. reference? Joe Rogan. I figured. That was going to be Jamie, my Jamie, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> look, I need that person. I always, like, don't have that information on hand. We, I agree. I need that person just for my day-to-day life. Just, like, <laughs> You just need a person to follow you around. In my bathroom and being like, God, what a, when do mangoes ripen? <laughs> How many moons so, are in Saturn? Jamie, look it up. Yeah, I just need a Jamie. So, yo, if anybody wants to do that, I can't pay you in anything but friendship, but the offer still stands. I mean, same same for uh, Don't Evolve me. Oh, if you want to be that person. Shit. You were not oh. kidding. Hey, I'm reading that's it right now. <clears throat> How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like you'd be happy. Depends on who takes it over. It, like... It has some serious positive potential if it goes to somebody that's competent and like an organization or like honestly if it went straight to Nintendo I'd be like yep that's fine I trust them like to yeah. their credit they know how to re- like if they wanted to they could release a Legend of Zelda game every year but they don't they say nope take your time polish mm-hmm. it make it as good as possible and I think the Tears of the Kingdom deserve oh god I'm so hyped don't even like. Do you know how – I'm going to make we, a quick well, tangent here because I know we got uh, stuff to talk about. But this summer is fucked for me because so many quality games – I'm blanking on the third one, but I know it's like Breath of the – or Tears of the Kingdom comes out in May. The next Final Fantasy comes out in June. 
and I think there's something that comes out in July, but I was like, I'm literally, I'm just going to be back to back to back RPGs. Like, I don't we'll, know we'll what just, we'll to, I'm we'll, have. We'll have to save it. Save it for a whole new episode. Cause we're we will. Gonna need I'm to, just saying. <laughs> we're going to need something to talk about outside of Last of Us. So we've That's been true. discussing. That's uh, true. We haven't figured out what quite yet, but we have quite a bit of Last of Us to talk about still. Yes, we do. Uh, all right, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, but to summarize my thoughts, uh, yeah, I, I was not surprised that that's how disappointing it was, ultimately. Like, ugh, bleh. I mean, yeah. I think it'll be interesting, but I just want them to fix the game first before they do anything new at this point. Yeah, I've been playing the game a little bit just because uh, of the gimme goals in Pokemon Go. And so I'm like, I was doing some shiny hunting in the Asian Zero, or the, isn't Area Zero? Yeah. And I, I had the big screen, and I remember just playing it and be like, oh, God, Michael is right. This game looks trash. Yep. It's... <laughs> like, I, I remember playing to... it. I remember playing it and be like, oh, this isn't terrible. But then I'm like playing, I'm like, because uh... I'm playing like, I played like Fortnite on the Switch recently. I played like other games just because I have some more time off, especially like the last of us part one on the ps3 and that looks better than the that, that looks better than pokemon yeah you played the og last of us i just finished I playing the ps5 remaster of it with a, a good friend of mine who was uh, it looks amazing it, it is really cool they it's it's not ray tracing but they do some really cool stuff with the lake <coughs> a lot more realistic like i was well, i was just jaw dropping the whole i time. just start I just started part two on the PS4, like because we literally just finished the game, watched the finale, me and Sapphire, and then we played. Uh, she wanted to jump into part two right away. I'm like, I was oh, gonna sh- ask, so was it like instantly <clears throat> as soon as part one finished? She was like, "Yeah, you need to start playing part two right now." Basically, and then we had to, <laughs> it took forever to like because I I deleted it off the PS4 because I was too cheap to buy a memory storage, so I had a what did I delete? I deleted NBA 2K. 21 that's how cheap i am i'm so like behind on that game but uh i deleted that just so i could play last of us and it took like a half hour so we didn't we didn't start until yesterday okay uh but like that game that game looks a second like compared to the og last of us part one crazy dude that game looks amazing like the combat everything's just like just different we uh a good buddy of mine so the same friend that was playing through part one with me, uh, I was like, you have to play part two. Because for me personally, part two is honestly more narratively and gameplay. It's just so much more satisfying. And I love part one, but I just think part two, it just hits every part perfectly. Yeah, part two. I mean, I it's been a while. I've just played the just like an hour of it so far. Cause Sapphire fell asleep. I'm like, I don't want to keep playing if you're just not going to pay attention. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, we're not going to say too much about why, but yeah, you can't really be sleeping through that first section of it. Even no, no, you can't. I keep, war- I keep warning her too. I'm like, this is not a happy story. Just uh, spo- spoiler for anyone who's interested in season two. It's not a happy story. It's a I've good, already it's seen a, people saying they're like, I'm not gonna watch season two. I, I story ends of season one, and also if you're one of those people, fuck you. Not actually fuck you, but like, come on, like. If you want a happy story, watch some. If you want a happy story, watch some Disney, like a Disney movie or something. Yeah, that's not if you, uh, you haven't been paying attention. If that's the kind of story <laughs> you think this world is, so. All right, but yeah, let's let's talk about it. let's talk about the finale because the finale is definitely an ending that we got what we wanted, but we didn't get it the way we wanted it. And I, I did steal that from another podcast, TV the TV 
prestige tv podcast they've mentioned that and i'm like that's it's beautiful because that's that's how this how would you that's how this season ended i guess so one of the writing like techniques that you can do is give the audience what they wanted the entire time but give it in a way they don't want it okay so let's 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 circle back to that let's circle back to that thought because i thought that was a really it's a really good idea but let's talk about it when we get to the finale so okay. let's let's dive into this. <clears throat> so, the first the first thing we see in this episode, the finale, look for the light, is we see this girl running from the woods into a house, and basically she's pregnant. She's in labor. She gives birth to Ellie, and the person who's playing this uh, this character, Anna, is Ashley Johnson. The yeah. actress who voices Ellie in the game. I honestly, like, so much kudos to her. She is an incredible performer, both in the game and mm-hmm. even in this short bit she has. And, like, I teared up at the part right after she gets bit and, like, she's holding Ellie in her arms. Like, which also, how fucked is that? You like, you get your kid, like, and you're going to be, you know you have, like, maybe two or three hours with them tops. Maybe. Like, and, like, it's very, just, it's very, like, left behind. Yeah. And just her telling her. <clears throat> tell him yeah you fucking tell him ellie like oh that just like that gives me chills it was such a beautiful line and it felt like a real passing of the torch mm-hmm. moment to me where it was, it was like, kind of, yeah like at least in this world like obviously i don't think i don't know if this is a spoiler but i don't think part two is the end of the last of us i no narratively i feel like it could be but it would kind of be a little unsatisfying where i think part three really would part be one is the Part one was a better ending than part two when it comes to like conclusion, like concluding the series. Part two, which we won't talk about in detail at all, um, I think the ending it's a good chapter ending. Even though we when we talk about like part two a little bit more spoiler in our next episode that we do, um, we can talk. If there's multiple endings to that game that that could have been like the ending. Mm-hmm. But I think the the ending ending it's it's a good pl- it's a good capstone of like the theme of the the game. Yep. Somebody said they feel like they has to be part three because it almost seems like part two would be the equivalent of the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Which I think yeah like I'm not a huge Star Wars buff, but narratively from what I remember, I think that would be a pretty fitting. Uh, I have never thought of it that way. Part two is definitely Infinity War, Empire Strikes Back. It like it does. It's not an ending where you're like you feel great about. Like uh, part one, I did. Uh, I I God. Okay, we're gonna say this, audience, and I'm I'm holding Jake to this because I'm playing through part two right now. Well, I'm not playing. I'm starting. Watch somebody I'm starting. Playing. We need to actually have an episode, just me and you. And maybe we could bring in somebody else that has played it as well, because I would love to get some more opinions. Yeah. But I, I've been dying to talk to somebody at length about it, because I'll be honest, I'm not that smart of a person. I can bullshit, but I've seen some really beautiful takes on the game that have actually completely reframed my opinion on it, where I don't know if I think it is as sad of an ending as of somebody else might. Actually, to be honest with you, I think it's really beautiful. Oh, I agree. That, I, oh, I agree. Some... It's beautiful. It's a very beautiful ending, and I think it's a very, like, lesson-learned ending. Like, that's the, where the beauty is. It's just one of those, 
it's it's uh, it's the the ending is sad because of what it means like it, it means loss and we can't talk any more about it because we got to talk about the finale yeah. of that part two. Yeah. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll save it for next episode. We will. But <clears> yeah, least... we should definitely have an episode like that. I don't know if you agree, but let's like it won't be. Really I agree. Finished. I am. I am not. I mean, part two takes forever, so let me finish part two first. Yeah, so we'll I, talk I about am aware. It. When I play it, it's one of those games where you're like, Jesus, am I not done yet? <laughs> it like, is. For good and for bad. It's... Uh, without spoiling it, like after the second section of the game, I didn't realize. There's like how... three game. There's like three games. There is in this like game. three fucking games in that game. A hundred. Really, there's really there's four. There's like the prologue. Yeah, that's there's... what I was saying. Yeah, there's like the prologue. The and then there's the that first one part. Section, and the, the second, second part. Section. And then the epilogue, which is like it's own, not that long, but game. it's like uh, this. Is this not part three? Because <laughs> it feels like part three. Yep. But anyway, yep. all right, let's get back to Ashley Johnson as Ellie's mom. I really like that they casted her as her mom because it's very symbolic of the fact that, like, she gave birth to Ellie in more ways than one. She is Ellie. Like, yeah, it's, it really, yeah, that's what exactly what I was thinking. Like, she did. Like, Ellie was a conceptualized character and a, probably a really cool character on paper, but I think Ashley Johnson is, at, like, she is Ellie. Oh. She really brought her to life. Like, I feel such yeah. a connection to Ellie as a character. Uh, like I think Bella Johnson. I think Belly Ram- Bella Ramsey because I I played the game like playing the game and then playing the or watching the TV show like kind of back to back, which I, I think is a really cool experience because it's very the last couple episodes ooh it's shot for shot like yeah. episode eight and episode nine shot for shot a lot of the same scenes so it was really cool just watching it back and forth. Um, I will say Bella Ramsey she kills it as Ellie like she definitely brings her own. But Ashley Johnson has such a childlike innocence and so innocence in her like voice acting that it just brings such nuance to the character. Like she feels like an actual t- like TV character in the game, and we don't get yep. that a whole lot. I mean, Naughty Dog's great at it; they're great at their characters. So like Naughty Dog games, this is on par for them. But I really for need like to play most, Uncharted four again for that reason. Kind of even you say that because <clears> that was a really great <throat> game too. Nathan Drake. Ooh, I want to do that too. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so Ellie, so I really like this scene because it one, it gives us a new light to kind of like how Ellie's immune, like how she's immune. It gives origin. This isn't in the game at all. This is completely new. Her mom was bit while she was pregnant and then she cut the wound, which one, the tentrils, they work fast to even get into Ellie through the umbilical cord. So there's that. But also, like, hey, this is why Ellie's immune. She, she... go ahead. Sorry. What are you... So, like, I, I'm still like debating. I'm like, God, is this something that I really want to see? Is this something I need to know? But I also kind of like that they did that. I like that they added more information. It made this scene like important. But it also brings importance to the fact that, like, the we, when we get to the cure, we'll talk about it. Because <clears throat> in the game, it was always ambiguous, or, like if the cure was a thing or if it was just an idea. Whereas the show kind of cements that answer a little bit more. But let's talk about it when we get to that part of the episode. So one thing I was going to say is I'm still kind of have mixed feelings on it. I liked it, but almost like I kind of liked that we didn't have that answer. I liked seeing Ellie's mom in general. Like, I don't know if I liked that they had to tell us exactly why Ellie's. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it takes the mystery out of it. Like, and honestly, in some ways, it almost. For me, it almost cheapens Ellie's specialness because 
before then you just had to assume there's just something different about her yeah where in this case theoretically anybody could be ellie but it's just circumstance it happens but, to be ellie yeah and but like maybe she still is especially like it like, it, like she would have been immune no matter what even if that hadn't mm-hmm. happened but i uh i, I agree with you like i don't know i i, I have mixed feelings on it like i really overall though mm-hmm. i'd say it's pretty positive but it kind of is like oh man i kind of like that mystery of like not yeah. really ever knowing what made it so special for her. I agree with you, but I do like the answer that it gave us. That's true. Exactly. I, that's. I think that's ultimately where I fall with it. Too. I do like seeing it. I also like the reason why I really like the scene because it shows. Because in the game, it talks about it, but if you like in the game, you kind of just you know you just go and bulldoze through people. But if you take the time to like listen to Marlene's like tape recorders in the game, yeah. she talks about like in detail why her decision was so. Like, why it bothers her. Like, it talks more deep in, like, her, like, why she made the decision to essentially give away Ellie. But in this scene, it kind of, like, highlights Marlene's importance to Ellie. Or no, Ellie's importance to Marlene. Like, hey, this is my best friend's kid. I took this promise to make sure she's safe. And now I'm doing the decision opposite of that because of my job duty and i like how they showed that also this is just such a it's such a sad beautiful scene where like she defended off a, um one of the infected i think runners i think is the title yeah, i think it was a runner <clears throat> it wasn't a clicker obviously it was a runner and then she gets attacked and then the whole time she's singing like the lullaby which is a lullaby i think ellie has been known to like sing before i don't know if I she's catch that. i'll have to watch that again yeah so she was singing a lullaby, and at the same time, she was holding a knife to her neck. So it was one of those like really sad moments where it's like, hey, she did everything to protect this child, and she's like comforting it. She's not feeding this child. She's ready to kill herself at the moment. And then when Marlene comes in, she begs her to take her in. Like, hey, somebody needs to watch my kid. Somebody needs to take care of her. Promise me. And she's like, I cut it before I got infected. She's not infected. Which I, she's I fine. thought that was interesting that she lied to her. Because, like, what happens if Ellie became, like, a little, like, clicker? Or not clicker, sorry. I was, like, obviously. like, But she became infected. I, like, it falls in the theme of love. This whole sh- yeah. this whole show. Because a lot of people complain about, like, the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of clickers. So there wasn't a whole lot of action. But the reason behind it, and Craig Mazin and both Neil Drunkman, they talk about this at length. Is that the reason why there wasn't a whole lot of action? Because the whole the whole story is about love. The whole story is about character. Like that was her full focus was on love and how love, unconditional love, makes you do things. And so her unconditional love for her baby told her to lie to her best friend, even though it puts her best friend and everyone else at harm. Yeah, and she said, "I hope that she was right." And I mean, like, to be fair, like, I could see her logic, too, of being like, okay, I'm sure in some way she, I could see her character rationalizing it as Anna being like, okay, well, she's a baby. She hasn't turned yet. Like, obviously, her yeah. body probably be less resistant to, I would assume, just would be less resistant to the virus or the uh, cordyceps. Um, Plus, a my baby question, it's... though, that it raises okay. is, like, her immunity, like, if somebody had taken the the checker thingy that tells you if you're infected and put it to Ellie's head when she's a kid, would it have shown anything or was it only activated when she got bit? Yeah, that's there's so it brings a lot of questions. Kind of, yeah. Because she's basically been a mushroom person this entire time. Yep. But then the other question is, 
it would have to not show up because I'm sure she went to a freaking federal school. There's no way they didn't get like weren't vetting all the kids before they were put. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can just see question. too many scenarios where they would have tested her for her to show up positive. Like, you went her whole life without ever having a scan done on you. Like, right. that just seems kind of unrealistic. or or maybe when she got in, like she had the messengers that she's uh, the cordyceps, like she's fungi. But when she got bit, that's when the fungi came in. That's what I mean. So there, yes, like it was like activated. Yeah, yeah. So that's it, it. Brings up some questions. It's probably questions that we won't get answers to until maybe part three, or I don't think it's going to happen in the next couple seasons. No. But who knows? We'll see. They've been giving us a lot of new information about the world, and honestly, I feel like anytime they give us new stuff that's not in game, like I don't know if it's just me, like getting fresh things. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Or if it's just the fact that whatever Greg Mason kind of like puts into it is just gold. It just adds to the game or to the show. You know, it's funny you game. say that because like there's a another game I really like. This is me going to be outing myself as a weeb and a total nerd. But uh, another game I really like recently got a show adaptation. That was that was not as good as The Last of Us, uh, and that was The World Ends with You. And that one was an anime. Hmm. Um, and that explains why I, you call yourself a weeb. Yep, I yep, I don't even deny it. I can't deny it. Also, I will say that game is absolutely beautiful. I don't care if you like anime, whatever. Mm. If you like comic books or anything like that, or you like a story that really has an emotional kick, check that game out. But somebody had said <clears throat> when that show was airing that the part the when they the parts of that adaptation I like the most is when it did its own thing. And mm-hmm. I think The Last of Us follows that rule, but it also still maintains to be faithful to the source material like yeah. it does that perfect blend of like it does its own thing which is what really like for me like i the moment i would say that where i agree 100 percent with you is later on in the episode the moment where joel talks about how he got the scar and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. he like he was like hey basically like yeah i i the person that gave me the scar when you when i told you you know yeah. that i got shot and somebody missed that was me i was gonna kill myself and like and when he told her, when she's like, oh, I guess time heals all wounds. And he said, it wasn't time. Like, that line, that I teared up. That was a, yeah, such that a was... beautiful, genuine moment that it, like, it added yeah, so much to Joel. So, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, segue in that. let's segue into that, because that's the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, we get into the present, which is Joel and Ellie there in Salt Lake City. And Joel is completely opened up. Yep. He is He's now dad. like this. He's dad. He's, He's my dad username. Now. He is my username. <laughs> yeah, his username on here is Daddy. I was, I was really concerned when he first jumped on. Yeah, <laughs> my bike wasn't working. Jake's thinking that's some <laughs> creepy like, dude. Who's this person? But yeah, so Joel's he's old he's old daddy, and Ellie's uh, this is very much in the game too. Ellie's just off. She's in her own little world. It's like roles reversed. Whereas, like, in the whole show, in the whole game, Joel is, like, this off person. He's not giving a whole lot. And Ellie's just being her complete, innocent, like, goofy self. And it literally was roles reversed. Joel's, you know, talking about playing Boggle. He's talking about guitar. I don't know if he meant... Oh, he mentioned that he found a guitar and how he wanted to teach her. And he's just being this openly open person. And Ellie's just taken back. She's kind of, like, withdrawn. She's not really into it. Oh, and I, I just, of... <clears throat> go ahead. I just like, I just really like that, um, that 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 contrast between episodes, and I really think it shows kind of like the head spot or the headspace. Like Joel's, 
he's all in. He's like, yeah, like, you know, like, this is my daughter now. This is, she is my kin. She is my person. And I am excited to, like, be at the spot where, like you said, like, he feels, well, how do you put it? He's, he's, his wound has been healed. He's finally, like, ready to grow and, like, be a person again. He's ready to be dad. And Ellie's dealing with all this, like, crap, like, hey, we're at the end of the road. Like, this is my purpose. This is my thing. Like, we're so many things. Like, she has so much on her mind. And she also just dealt with cannibals. Which I feel like that's probably the thing that's weighing most heavily on her. And I don't know if it's – maybe I misconstrued it, but at least in the game, I felt like she was so – like, I don't even think she cared about the fact they were in Salt Lake City. For me, I kind of read it as that was such a deeply traumatic moment. Like, how do you get – like – literally yeah that was the worst scenario i don't think i can't think of any other scenario that's been i don't i think i'm in the opposite because it's been it's been a few months because in the game in the show it doesn't really mention this in the game it's winter and then the game it's spring like when they go from colorado to salt lake city which uh i think i don't know if you've driven through those mountains at all it's that's probably quite a walk for them quite a journey to go through like all this mountainous town to get to salt lake so it took it probably took him a few like at least a few weeks if not months to get there so i don't know if that's on her mind plate was exactly like i know it's a traumatic experience so it's definitely in her mind it's definitely there but i don't think that's what it's in the forefront whereas like the thing that's directly ahead of them which is you know hey she has this immunity she's like the answer to saving to the world and it's this huge thing for a kid who's just dealt with this traumatic experience. Like, what is this going to be like? What are the firefighters going to be like? Like, I, I, that's that was my sense of it. That she's worried about what was what, what was ahead. Interesting. Maybe uh, I'll have to keep that in mind when I inevitably either rewatch or replay the game because yeah. it's like an annual. It'll probably end up being an annual thing for me. But that's a really interesting take on it. Um. So speaking of Salt Lake City. Jake, yes, we got the motherfucking giraffes. Woo! Please put some audience <laughs> noises here. We're like, bring bring down the roof. Do a little dance and dance. Dun, 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 dun. We got yeah. giraffes. Oh I really my like the, god! So this it was a real much... giraffe too. It wasn't even CGI. It was. It they was. brought in a real motherfucking <clears throat> giraffe. That was tight. <laughs> Good job, Craig Mason. You knew what was up. I was worried. I I, I almost lost faith, and that was I uh, I uh. So I, the podcast I was listening to, Craig Mazin and Neil Drunkman were actually on, and they were talking about that scene, how, like, it was such a hectic scene because, like, they had to, like, one, train the giraffe to, like, be able to, like, take leaves from people. And it also, they were, it was all green screen, too. So they had to, like, make sure the giraffe was comfortable enough in studio and green screen on top of, like, being comfortable with both Pedro and Bella to be like to even act that scene and i'm like oh that's really cool because i didn't really even realize it was a real draft at first i thought it was cgi until they until i was reading about it online and i was like oh shit they actually went the extra mile for that which is funny because craig mason said something in one of the earlier podcasts which if you if you enjoyed watching the show at all i would i'm saying this to the audience because i think you listened to it but yeah if you've enjoyed watching the show at all, I highly recommend watching the episodes or listening to the episodes where they discuss each episode with the creators, Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin and Troy Baker, who played the voice of Joel. Um, they discuss mm-hmm. every episode 
It's absolutely fantastic. Gives you a lot of different insights into the production. They don't really go into spoiler territory, so maybe you have a friend that wants to watch the show and they're kind of a nerd and they'd like that extra stuff, and that's a really mm-hmm. cool kind of mm-hmm. like extra reading um, to add more beauty to the world. I but, just love how accessible they were about this whole process, and they yep, were just like, yeah, very, they, very, very clear, honest about their like why they did what they did, and even addressed like a lot of the criticisms. Which one of the big ones is. Lack of clickers, which is like literally the next thing on my list of giraffes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think the thing that was so cool about the show, and we'll and get into the clickers too, and what Craig Bazin said is there's some Hollywood saying about like, is it worth the sauce or whatever? Like some expression basically saying, yeah. is the small moments worth the, all this extra money? And he says, his response to that is always, fuck you. It's 100% always worth it. And I think that's true. Like, you can't be half assing. Like, oh, I agree. Like, you're you're only hurting yourself yeah maybe it does cost like, some more money to do it but it shows how much passion and love you have for the project which mm-hmm. to me is part of the reason the show over the course of nine weeks went from 4.3 million uh, 3 million person uh, 3 million people watching the like first episode to I believe it was either 8.7 or 8.2 million it people it doubled like it went Game of Thrones levels yeah like it's... at the end there and I think that their passion and commitment shows it um, yeah, this show is amazing. Uh, I think like, we, there's definitely like some criticism we can bring to it, especially yeah, as, like if some uh, we can talk about it at the end too, like where we rank it. Because I do have a I do have a ranking for this. Yeah. Um. The the lack of clickers. There is there is a consequence of that too with the rankings. But I do love how much passion they put into it, and it seems like Greg Mason just absolutely loves the source material, and I love that like you have two creatives that just like work hand to hand to make this the best TV show as possible while also still making it space off the game that we all loved. Like they didn't yeah. change the important things. They went beat for beat when they had to, and they switched it up when they had to. And it's every, like every one of their decisions. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. But I will say the lack of clickers though. I wish they would have showed at least one clicker. Yeah. At least a couple <clears throat> more would have been nice. I actually thought uh, the part where they got uh, what was that? Like that bomb thing that they got thrown at them? I yeah. thought that was a clicker behind them, and I was oh. like, "Look behind you, you dumbasses!" <laughs> and then they feel thinking like, "Oh, those are people." So, well, like the way the level, the level of Salt Lake, they had this whole like they had their whole moment. They had the draft scene, and then they went into this subway station uh, or tunnel, and then they had to fight through a bunch of clickers. And there's like one level where there's like five clickers and two bloaters and i literally just stuck past all of them because i'm like f that i'm not dealing and with it's it it's actually more terrifying if you do sneak past them because then you see like as soon as you have to be loud to get out of there they're chasing you oh yeah it's i it's, remember um, doing, that's what i did in my last playthrough and i was like oh <clears throat> fuck i'm like ellie come on give me the box give me the fucking box and like actually over, actually they didn't they were not. They weren't chasing me. Actually, I stuck past them. Stuck past them. I somehow did. I usually just like if I'm Joel, I usually just like I'm killing every motherfucker in my sight, which is very Joel. If we uh, <laughs> with this show, but I, I, so my whole thing. I wish it, this is what they, I wish they would have done. The initial like the scene in the highway where I wish there would have been like a clicker in like one of the RVs where you got the boggle, and Joel just quickly takes it out. It just shows that, like, hey, they've been through some things. They've they dealt with some clickers. It just shows us, like, hey, they're still present, but it's not like they they dealt they dealt with it. Like, they're not like the integral part of the story. Because I agree with Greg Miz and, and Neil Drunkman that, like, 
hey, if they're not part of the story, we throw out the action. Like, if it's not important to the character. But I do think there needs to be some type of, like, hey, these clickers are a real threat. Like, they're still around. You don't know whether you're going to show up. And I do wish they would have showed it. And I think that would have been better. I understand their logic and why they did it, but I'm like, you got to show at least a little bit of clickers. Just a little bit here and there. I think they should have kept them in the episode eight for when she met David. Uh, Because that was one thing in the game that you did kind of trust him because they had to work together to not get ripped into shreds. And it it could have been like a small pack of them, and that would have been fine. Just like wow. a little bit, like not the, not the whole, because I remember playing this too. Because I, after we watched the episode, then we played it, and it was it's very different. The feeling between David and Ellie is really different in the game because like you had to put your trust in this person. This person also they sucked. They I died several times. They let me. They're no Joel. David's no Joel. No. <laughs> um, but like, you had to put your trust in this person. You had a battle with this person. So when this person turns out to be a pedophile cannibal, you're like. Oh fuck! I should have let that person die. I should have just killed him then and there. Like there's that like a little bit of betrayal, whereas like the starting out with there wasn't. So I do think like the lack of clickers is a negative, and I think they, I, I hate saying they're wrong because I feel like they were right so much. But I think the lack of clickers makes this show not as top notch as it could have been. Yeah, I think there was just a hair too little action. Like, like I think they were very, but it's not like the blend is off horribly. It's just off enough that it's noticeable, mm-hmm. and you could still watch it and still find the enjoyment of the story. But like, I think you definitely lose on the thrill of the first game of like yeah. being like, oh fuck, there's a shitload of clickers in this room. I really don't want to go here, and I yeah, have to kill they're... them all too. Great, I can't even just sneak past them. And I don't even say like in the game there's a lot of clickers, but there's not there's more NPC there's more people than there's clickers. Like the people are definitely more the enemies than clickers. But they're always just like they're just there. Like you never know when they're gonna be there. I'm always crouching through the game because I'm like Oh my and god, the, that's what my friend does the whole game. He's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. He's like it's he's like it's like watching this turtle person just crawl through every level. <laughs> that's me. That's me because like, I'm like I wanna get scared. <laughs> Uh, like dude, there could be a run no uh, oh yeah runners are the the infected are the first one the runners i think are like the hunters the ones that like they like run around and they i thought infected was the umbrella term and then it was runners because they're the initial infected yep then then is it hunters oh yep stalkers those things are scary i wish they would show the stalkers that was a hilarious okay so i'm gonna segue very short just don't hate me jake so Very I quickly. Played, there's a level in The Last of Us where you fight something called the Stalker. They never really showed it in the show uh, for anybody they that hasn't played the they're game. So they should have. But in the game, you, the way your character, your superpower, so to speak, to make the game ab- not absolutely pants-shittingly terrifying is that Joel can do this listen mode where basically the whole screen goes virtually black and you can see outlines of the various enemy characters around you. Yep. Except for <laughs> the second tier of uh, infected, which is called a stalker, who can essentially turn invisible. So there's a level where there's about ten of them in one room, and you can oh, see is them. Oh, the Pittsburgh one. Uh, yep, Pittsburgh. Your, when you're with uh, Henry uh, or Sam. Oh. Yep, you're in like that little area. You and Ellie <clears> get separated, and it's you and the little. Uh, is yeah, Sam. I always get. Oh, Sam yep, yep, yep. In the ish area. Yep, and there's just like ten or fifteen stalkers there, and my buddy starts playing it. He's art. He's and does not do horror games. And he's like, I'm like, oh, by the way, these ones you can't see. And he just gave me this look of utter 
more he was like what <laughs> and he's like why would you tell me that and all of a sudden he's like he's like trying to listen for them and he can't see them he's like oh like hyperventilating and he looks over and he sees one of the stalkers like they literally are creeping out at you from a like a corner part, just like part watching two you. they double down on that whole oh thing. yeah they do they're like hey, you can't see all these ones <laughs> and then i don't know that they just jump you because they like the whole time they're just hunting you down it's yeah, it's scary. I wish the show would have went into a little bit of the soccer's. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Are we ready to get into the sauce? Yes. All right. Fireflies. They come. They attack. So this is one big change from the game. I actually, I'm gonna be honest. This is another point where I'd say I hated this change because really? I didn't mind this one. This the biggest issue I had with this is the moment in the game how this plays out is throughout the game Ellie can't swim. You constantly have to like get her across these water levels with like pallets um yep. and other materials and how this kind of plays out is there's this beautiful moment where uh they're trying to trying to cross through the subway station that jake was talking about before mm-hmm. and it's in like it's become like overrun with water and there's a kind of a fast flowing river joel tries to jump on this bus the doors open um he gets stuck in the bus Bus gets pulled down the stream with this river, and it's starting to slowly. It's very uncharted. Yep, it's, it's very, very uncharted. uncharted. And Ellie jumps on the bus, even though she can't swim, and tries to get Joel out. Shit hits the fan. They both get knocked out into the open water, and there's this beautiful shot where the music kind of comes in very softly, and it's Joel swimming after he gets out of the bus, and you're under, deep underwater, and you see Ellie just floating in the water. And yeah. so, of course, like as you as the player, you want you have so much agency where you're like, I need to save her. And you start swimming to her yep. right away. You get to her, you pull her up out of the water, and that's when the fireflies meet you. And they like they won't listen to Joel. They knock you both unconscious. Yeah, I feel like in the show show how it played out, they had to kind of make do with the fact that I'm sure that would be a case where that would be a huge budget thing. So yeah. I understand it. I'm I just, okay with it. I think that's I why they added in the line about him saying the heal, like time heals all wounds thing. Because I think that's yeah. the yeah. They finally happen. opened up. She's telling jokes. They're all happy. They're finally like connected, right? Because yeah. like the whole that whole beginning was she's off. He's all being dad. They have this moment of coming together with the drafts. He we didn't even talk about the line that like Joel gives Elliot out. Like hey, yeah. we don't have to do this. We can go back, which is perfectly. I love that line because it's like. She's just like, hey, we can do, we can go to the moon together afterwards. We can have a sheep ranch. We'll go to Tommy's. I'll follow you anywhere. I will go anywhere with you, but we need to do this. And I thought that was such an adult moment for her. And for him, it's like he gives it out. Like, you know, like, he doesn't give a shit about the cure. He doesn't care about humanity. He just wants her. He wants his kin. He wants to go back. He wants to live a happy life. He wants to be with his and daughter. I, and and so they have. And then she, she, he reveals himself like about him trying to kill himself. He's comparing her to Sarah, which is kind of like that, uh, dude, coming on a little too strong, daddy. A little, little too strong with the, you know. But, like, you understand, like, the whole, like, goldfish replacement theory type of thing where, um, you know, you lose one thing and you have a hard time not, like, replacing with something else. It's kind of like that there, but, you know, it's still very fresh for Joel. But he brings out the joke book, and she's telling jokes, and they finally they're connecting. They're finally back, kind of like in I the Joel Ellie terms. I absolutely love the line where 
uh, where she brings up the apocalypse joke, and she's like, too soon. And he's like, no, very topical. Like, I just lost it when he said <laughs> that. That was a good line. <laughs> that was really that was good. good. I don't line. think that was on the game. I think no, the other joke wasn't. was. But the two to- the topical part was just, I, I was dying. So kudos. I, I really hope Pedro Pascal improvised <laughs> that. Also, okay, I was going to talk to you about this earlier before we got into the last of us discussion. Jake, I don't know if you've seen it, but he went on to Hot Wings, Pedro Pedro did. Oh. Uh, and he was talking about another show I know you love that I have not watched yet, but now I want to. Okay. And he was talking about uh, the filming The Mandalorian with the, the – what's the ch- – the Grogu? Grogu. I haven't seen it. Grogu. Grogu, and yeah. people are, like, asking – he was like <laughs> – how did he say it? You have to watch it, but he makes he talks about how uh, like he'll get interviewed about like filming those the ending of like season two, and they're like, "Man, you did such a good job like being so emotion filled with this puppet." And he's like, "They don't what they don't understand is like the animatronics on that thing like yeah. are so so crazy good that he's like, I'm trying not to cry like like talking to this like <laughs> fake puppet, but because it's so intimately animated, like it looks so lifelike. It's like a three million dollar." puppet so it's yeah. um it's very expensive <laughs> but i just died like how he did that because he's like tearing up a little bit while he's talking about it so if you <laughs> if you are a pedro pascal lover uh because i i'm convinced he's the internet's new bff uh oh he is go go watch that interview it is hilarious i don't watch a lot of hot ones but that i was dying so <laughs> I just thought you'd get a kick out of that. Sorry, segue. I have to watch it. No, you're good. I just want to finish this thought though, because we were talking about like the game, difference between the, yes. the game and the show. I do like the. I do like the. Sh- I don't think the game's interpretation would have went well in the show. I don't think it would have. Um, I don't think it would have transpired as well on the TV show as in the game, because in the game you're in control, right? You're like, oh my, this is the person I've been trying to protect this entire game. That's Here true. she is, I need to save her. Where in the show, you don't get that. You're not Joel. You're watching Joel, right? Exactly. You're, exactly. So, That's a fair point. So I like this moment because, like, hey, they finally bonded. They're finally back. It's Joel and Ellie, and boom, taken out just like that. And I will say, the Fireflies... <sighs> They're like presented as like humanity's like savior, but they're not necessarily good people. No, like I don't get the sense. And so we there's this huge discussion whether or not Joel made the right choice, and we'll get into that. But I will just say the fireflies just attack without warning. They just boom. They flashbang you first, ask questions second. Think about like um, Tommy's community, the Jackson community. They didn't flashbang. They were like they were like strict. They were very cautious. They were, you know, they were ready to shoot you on sight if they need to. But they didn't flashbang you. They asked questions. Whereas Fireflies didn't ask questions. They just knocked you out. And then now, my counterpoint to that is that there's a, diff- a huge difference between the Fireflies and Tommy's community, though, because they don't know if Joel and Ellie are Fedra. I mean, it's a man and a little girl, so I think it's kind of stupid. That's of them fair. To- I do think I do ultimately agree with you. I'm like, you think they're gonna have a little girl be part of Fedra? Like, I don't think so. Well, uh, technically, she is Fedra. Yeah, that's true. Uh, she went to school, anyways. But I definitely, yeah, I, uh, I still maintain it, and I would. I think we'll talk about this later. But yeah, I, the Fireflies, I don't think are all that great. They're pretty shit. They're they're literally just Fedra with a nicer paint color to me. Well, yeah, I don't know if I would say they're Fedra. I wouldn't say they're fascists. They're they're a rebellion, right? They're they're the rebellion. They're this um, rebellion, rebellious nationwide faction, 
with multiple like i would like to dive deeper into the fireflies and how they all work i think that might be a part three game sorry guys you're not getting much firefly you're getting some firefly news in season two and three but you're not getting it like as in depth at least not in depth like in the game i guess it's still jury out in the show but I would like to know like their inner workings of Fireflies, because I don't really know. I know that they fight the fascists, they fight Fedra, they try to liberate cities, but we already seen a rebellion, like in Kansas City. They're not great people. The rebellion is not much better. You fall in line or you die. I mean, that's ultimately my problem with the Fireflies as well. Like that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, maybe they're not fascists, but like in this case, um, right after Joel wakes up, Marlene has the audacity to be like, yeah. We're not really going to ask for Ellie's consent. We're just going to cut her open. And that, like, that pissed me off. Like, even watching in the show, it still makes me angry in the game. But it's like, like, that's fucked up to me. Especially when Marlene says yeah. later on, well, you should have. Why don't we ask Ellie? Which we'll get into how that all plays out. Uh, right. Well, you know her answer. It's like, I know Ellie. Why didn't you ask her? Like, if, it, yeah. if you knew her answer, then you should have been fine with asking her. And, like, also, mm-hmm. like, to me, and this is where I think it's kind of more of a narrative issue is, like, I hate that their first answer was jump into brain surgery immediately. No questions asked. No nothing. Yeah. Like, I also was, wonder if that's partially. It was a Marlene. narrative. It was a narrative force choice. I will say that. Like thinking about it, it is like a narrative force choice where I'm like, I can't, I can't see like an actual like, unless I mean, I guess the, I don't know the inner workings of the fireflies. No one really does at this point, other than maybe Neil Drunkman. Um, but like. Yeah, it was such a, like, why... We, this, this should be a conversation. Like, why are you guys just jumping into, like, immediately cutting her open? Yeah. It doesn't seem like the smart choice in the Fireflies. Yeah. On top of the fact that, like, um, I saw this on... A uh, shout-out to the Infinity Bros, because they brought, brought this open, brought this up. That's the one guy I told you about uh, before we did the recording on the podcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, shout-out to them. Check them out. Um they talked about this, how Marlene is really, really dumb because she just mentioned how like Joel is this Joel is this like this badass person. She was just talking about, Hey, you just brought this person across country. I lost several men trying to do that. You guys are safe. And they just lost tests, but like you brought her here. You did that. Like you, like you're definitely a person I don't want to fuck with. So let me, let me tell you about how I'm going to kill Ellie and how we're going to send you out with two people, with two, only two men. Yeah, they should have definitely added more than that. Like, she should have... That part was definitely weird to me. But I also think she didn't think that he was going to fight that hard for her. No, I don't think so. I don't think she realized that, like, he cares that much. I just think... He, he's just a mercenary. That's that's, me, that's her viewpoint. Personally, like, my issue is with the Fireflies and with Marlene, too, is, like... She's trying to justify it as she's doing something for humanity. But it's, like... Like if you if I if I if my best friend in the whole world had a kid in the mm-hmm. same situation and they said, Yeah, that kid you have to sacrifice him for and ultimately maybe I, I wish swear I'd love to actually ask, like sit down with Neil Druckmann and like ask him straight up like, would they have found a cure? That is one answer I wanna have because that changes yeah. everything. But they well, kept it saying seems we like think in the sh- it could and it's like that's in the not show. A, Good in the answer. show, in the show, it kind of solidifies that, like, hey, there's at least a plot process. Where in the game, it was very ambiguous. They had no idea. Yep. In and the game, it seems. Like... So it's like in the game, it's like, oh, 
it seems like it's more ambiguous. They didn't know at all. They just it was like a chance at a cure. Whereas like now in this game, it's like it's still a chance, but there's like a little bit more of a logistic like, hey, we can give these messengers, these cordyceps messengers, to everybody so that they're not like when they do get bit, there's like a better chance that they're not going to be infected. Yep, they're immune. So at least there's like that science behind it where it makes it like a little more. Um, so when Joel makes his decision, because Merlin says she has no choice, and in the game she talks about how she doesn't have a choice. So you in know, the game, they could have done is like, I guess they I don't know how they would have done it. They could have done something like, oh yeah, he was like on a coma or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could have they made it in a way that really added. Or like uh, every day that it's taking over a little bit more and more and yeah, more or, or something. Yeah, I feel like there's something they could have narratively done for it to be like. It was such a drastic like we're gonna kill her right away. It's like uh, yeah. you're not even giving her. A, I think maybe the reason they just didn't want her to tell her no. They didn't want yeah. to tell her. They didn't want to give her the choice. They wanted to take that choice away. And that's that's ultimately where my problem is with them as an organization. Because I'm like that's where I, that's why I say you're just Fedra with a nicer color because Fedra doesn't care what the individual thinks. It's about what they want. And as like, a community. Yep. And the one thing I have a problem, <laughs> like the one thing I've seen discussed and that I actually found very telling was who's to say that the fireflies really would be the saviors of humanity. If they get that cure, are they going to be nice and give it to Fedra? Fuck no. They're not going to be like, maybe no, but like, I doubt it. They're at war with them. You don't help your enemy. Like, I think they're just going to end up perpetuating the issue. And then it's going to be like a, who gets to have the vaccine? How do you manufacture it? Yeah. There's so many in like, ju- and like, and at the end of the day, it's like about a human being whose life you're sacrificing. Like it's, the, it's the one or the many. It's the, uh, the trolley thing. Do you kill one to save m- many or do you like save the one and sacrifice the many? And I, we will talk about Joel's decision a little bit because I think, because I flipped my initial thoughts on Joel's decision. So let's, let's talk about it. So, Joel, Marlene talks to Joel how she doesn't have a choice, and Marlene in the game talks about how she doesn't actually have a choice because, like, she thinks that they were going to do it regardless of her consent, but out of respect to her, since she is such a highly ranked official, they did ask her. In the show, they didn't really talk about that at all. It seemed like Marlene had the choice, and she made that choice. Joel mentions that he does have a choice, and this is the first time in this whole show we still, we see we see video game Joel. We see the oh, brute yeah. that he is. We had we, now we, Jake and I had our fucking theories on this happening. <laughs> we, I didn't think they were gonna. I didn't think they were gonna do this as what as they did, and they they were like, nope, we're gonna show this as much as like the game possible. So I really liked it. One, they didn't send one in the game. They sent only one bodyguard, not not two. They sent one. So when they sent two, I was like, okay, he, there's a little bit more. He is. Yep. One, but by the way, these guys are dicks. Like they literally is like this guy just handed hum, like the cure for humanity to them, and here they are just being fucking assholes to this guy. See, that's the problem I have with it too. Is like no, sh- like you guys literally put like at this point, Joel's a caged animal, and you're yeah. grabbing sticks, sharp sticks, and like pushing him hard into a corner. It's like you're gonna get what you get. Like if you put, a and then Marty is just like situation. just like if he does anything, shoot him. It's like God damn, you guys are like fuck you. Yeah. So like when Joel. He finally, he's like, he says, I have a choice. And he finally makes that choice. Dude, that, that scene, that whole scene where he's just plowing through dudes is such, it was strong. I felt such a, like the score was like sad. 
and you see everyone just begging for their lives as he's going through but like at the same time you're just like Fuck him, Joe. Fuck him up good. Like, go save Now, her. one thing go I did notice. Now, uh, I don't know if you caught this. I didn't catch this, but somebody on Twitter noticed that there is one person that escaped uh, Joel's wrath. Some girl with a with a long braid in her hair. You see a very brief two-second clip. Really? Somebody, yep. A pair, I saw I'll have to see if I can find it on Twitter. But I was like, okay. no fucking way. But I found it, and I saw it, like, maybe it was there, like, Okay. I think I know who you're talking about, um, but there is there is a reference when we get to that uh, the doc- to the doctor. When you get to the doctor, there is a huge Easter egg in there, which really? I will. Yeah. So I really like this because like one. Are you talking about the actress that's in that yes. shot, or something? Laura, okay, yeah. Laura Bailey's the nurse. Yep. Yep. Is one of the nurses. So I really like this scene because it's not portrayed as like a heroic thing because. As he's killing these people, these people who are shown to be people, this is very part two, like, you know, when they die, it's, like, not, like, this proud moment. It's, like, a shameful moment. Like, they really brought that into this scene. Yep. Where they're banging their see, lives. You see Joel. He's just blank face. Like, he's not – he's just, like, I'm killing all of you. I don't care. Like, I don't care if you're a person. There's no – there's – like, his humanity is gone until he gets into that room. To save Ellie. Like, that's when his humanity comes back. It's gone. And I really like this scene because it's such a, like, you, you're you proud. You're you're excited for him. You're like, yes, you're finally seeing Joel being Joel. And you're finally seeing, like, he's being this hero. But at the same time, he's literally slaughtering humanity's last chance at a cure. Yep. Absolutely. And you're, ta- you're seeing him taking the what a lot of people consider the selfish choice, which I do agree it's a selfish choice. I don't. I'll get into what my thoughts of his choice were. So he's massacring through, and I, I, I just think it's such a beautiful scene that I'm glad they, I'm glad they went full into it, not just half measured. I'm happy that they went like, no, he's massacring this entire hospital, this entire entire army. He's John Wicking it. He's Joel Wick right now. Yep. And well, like I think the thing that's cool is like throughout the show they always talk about how, uh. Joel was a mother, bad motherfucker back in the day. Like mm-hmm. He was not to be trifled with. And this time you get to see that. You get to see. You, you see it a little bit in the previous episode when he's essentially torturing the, the two um, cannibals or the two yep. uh, raiders. And you see it just a little bit. In the game, you, you are that person. You're bowing through, I think, like at least 300 people, 300 clickers. I think Neil Drunkman's like, yeah, it's somewhere in the upper three digits. Of how many enemies you actually kill in that game, we obviously can't do that. Um, his his words. So I'm like, I'm glad that we got to see it a little bit. I'm glad that they went full into it, and that it wasn't like an intimate. I kill like four or five people. It's no, I literally bulldoze through this entire hospital. Because in the game, you kill probably like twenty, thirty guards, and these aren't like. These are armored guards. You can't do bow and arrow. Like in the game, there's a bow and arrow. I tried a couple times. You can't sneak attack. And also, they're like the stalkers, too. They hide. So, like, they'll jump you. There's a couple times where I'm like, you like I can't hear. I, you couldn't see them. But, like, you have white. You know they're nearby. And, like, they're hiding from you, too. I do enjoy that uh, element of it. Um, just, they're not like, these are different from the typical enemies you fight. But. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I like to really dig into Joel's choice here. Like, 
Okay, let's so, get to the doctor scene. Let's get, let's get to the doctor scene. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. that's actually really important too. So before we get and then let's 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 dive let's dive into everything, and then we'll talk about the choice. Let's leave that to the end because I think that's such that's a good capstone. So we're at about an hour now. Let's 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 capstone it there. Perfect. So, all right, Joel Masker, he gets to the doctor scene. The doctor. He seems like he's very into cutting Ellie open. He's into it. He's like this. I'm saving humanity. I will cut you with this knife. <laughs> like, like man, this guy got an assault rifle and you got a knife. Um, you better throw the fucking knife and hope for the best. Yep, I always laugh at that. Like taking a knife to somebody with a gun, like, like, and I think that's part of the reason. Like Joel's, like that's why I think Joel, because Joel didn't kill. The other two people in the room. I don't even think he would have killed the doctor, but the doctor was like, "I will, like, I'll fight you." I'm, I'm standing in your way, and no hesitation. Headshot. Yep. And I do think the doctor. Uh, I think that's why he got killed. Like, he could have. Oh God, this, this is really hard to talk about for me right now. I, okay, like, yeah. I, I'm trying so to very there... carefully. So the uh, doctor is important for part two of the video game. Um, it's so the doctor is important. Um, we won't talk why or anything, but the doctor does come into play. So he's he's a big character, and we get to learn. You get to learn his. Yeah, I think just story. leave it there. I would just leave it there. I don't even say anything else. We won't we won't go any further. Um, but I think ultimately yeah. the problem is is like the doctor exemplifies the whole problem with the fireflies. They will not communicate with Joel. Like, yeah, he went on a fucking journey with this little girl. And now you're just like, yeah, we're just going to take her from you. Like, even if like Joel mm-hmm. didn't have that strong of a connection with Ellie, like no shit. Like, even if it was like a friend like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I, okay, ar- I think their, their arrogance of assuming they know what's best for everybody is why I don't like them. It's like, yeah, you're trying to help people, but like, you're missing the point. Helping people is helping the individual, let's, not just let's, everybody. Let's do a real-life comparison. I was just in the hospital, right? These are doctors. I had a chance for surgery for my Crohn's inflammation. This entire time, even when I was – the second time I went in, I felt like death the second time. The entire time, I've had several doctors like communicate to me like, hey, this is what we need to do. This is what's the plan. This is what is on the table. Like – they're in constant communication. Like this is what's happening, and this doctor, this organization, did the exact opposite. Like in retrospect, if I would have woke up and I just had surgery just like that, like they just took the decision from me, even if it was better for me, it's such a you're taking away that choice. You're taking away humanity. You're no longer like that person who chooses your destiny. You're just a product. And that's how they treated Ellie. They didn't care about her as a person. They didn't care about her as a little girl. Marlene kind of does, but she's more into her sense of duty as a firefly and the saving humanity than it is to her best friend's like daughter. Yeah. She. Well, my thing is that is like what arrogance. Like you, like I think to me, kind of like what corrupts Marlene is like she wants to be the. Her, the it's more important to her to save humanity, like be the savior of humanity, yeah, than to do. Like for me, and like the criticism I have of the doctors, whatever happened to do no harm? Yeah, like exactly. It's, it would be one thing if Ellie was brain dead, uh, was comatose, comatose, um, and literally anything, but she was not unconscious, or like she was about, or she was about to die anyway. 
yeah, and they took that like, would be a different discussion. I would then I would understand. A or little just bit. the fact that like, hey, let's let's have a talk. Let's um, this is what we're gonna do. Like this is what we need. This is what needs to happen to save humanity. You need to die. And, and I they think gave her that choice. That, I think that's part of the reason that I also can't stand Marlene's. Uh, which cool, like kudos to uh, I for, I don't know the gal that plays her, but kudos to her I, because like I have no what well, portrayed her both like, in the game and in the show. Yep, she did fantastic, and also like anybody, I think you and I we obviously I not say like our platform is necessarily the one that has the most say, but like yeah, people just remember these are actors; they're just portraying a character. Don't take what they do to heart. Like I see so much crazy hate online, and we'll get into that with part two. These are human uh, beings. Yeah. They're just doing a story. Leave like, Laura Bailey alone. Leave Laura Bailey God damn alone. It. Like, chill out. Uh, it's a story. It's supposed to teach you something. Not, you're not supposed to rage at the actors. But anyways, but the thing I can't stand about Marlene's character is that she knows the right thing to do, but she can't even come to great. Like, there's a reason she like is okay with them knocking Ellie out. Because the reality is that she doesn't have the courage to actually look her in the eye and tell her. Yeah, and it's yeah, such a crazy. She wants, she wants to sit there and say Joel's this bad guy, but it's like, okay, if you really feel that way, then why didn't you wake her up and talk to her? Yeah, why didn't you give her the choice? Oh, because you you, give in her reality, choice. you don't, you don't, you couldn't make that choice. So you want, mm-hmm. like, you're you're doing, you're just pushing that responsibility on somebody else. And then to the doctor, it's like, do no harm. Whatever happened to that? Oh, when it's now suddenly inconvenient for that thing mm-hmm. you're supposed to live your life by, you throw that out the window. That's not, right. that's I, th- yeah. yeah. The whole modeling seems. The whole Marlene scene too, like it's just afterwards, and he kills her, and she's like, "You can still do the right thing here." It's like, you guys didn't do the right thing. Yeah, you're you didn't give her the to... choice. Yeah. Like, and you put you put Joel in this like in a box. He's a caged animal. He does he did what a caged animal did, which is lash out and took any opportunity to escape with his kin, and that's what he did. Which kind of tees into what my thoughts are on Joel. But let's should we talk why first, or should we talk Joel's decision? Uh, I think we should let's talk Joel's decision, then we'll talk why. So, or, I or do you want to talk why? Well, I would I'd like to hear your why. The why? No, the yeah. lie, the lie, the lie at the end, the capstone of the episode. Yeah. Should we talk that first and then talk Joel's decision entirely, or should we talk Joel's decision uh, I now? I feel like the it's... lie kind of ties into his decision, so I'd say we do okay. that one first. Yeah. So he the the lie, Ellie he he saves Ellie. And the cut, the one, the cut too from like Marlene talking to him, and then you get the gunshot, and then it cuts to him uh, driving Ellie in the the what is it? The it's not a van; it's like a SUV. Yep. Which just happens to be running there at the. It was a very convenient spot for him. It was to... a very convenient spot. <laughs> but uh, like Ellie wakes up and he he lies. He doesn't tell her the truth, which hurts me. I'm like. Ah, I feel like if you just would have told the truth, everything would be fine. I think she would understand because it, it ties into. I think. Uh, spo- God, okay, I'm just, she, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna say it. I think Joel was right. I think Joel made the right decision. I think, I think he Joel, did the right thing. I think he Regard- made the right decision, but I don't necessarily agree with him lying to Ellie. Like, actually, no, 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 because I think she's grown up to do it. He lies to her, saying like, "Oh." There was others like her. They're not actually looking for a cure. And then he changes the story, which is different than in-game, that the Raiders attacked and he got her out just in time. Yep. I definitely think that... Uh, and she didn't believe any of it because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, nothing. Something's not adding up. She can see right through it. I think... Uh, yeah. 
I agree with Joel's decision. If you put my, if you like, I don't have a child. I, I don't. Okay. But if you took let's, my child, let's, hold on. Like, let's say, let's save it. Let's let's talk the last the last lie, the double down. Yep. Okay, so they go to the Jackson one. It looks beautiful. I don't. You've never been to Jackson Hole, have you? Because I don't know if this is based off Jackson Hole or like I know it's called Jackson. I don't know if it's. It looks like in the game, it looks like a remade version of that town. But that town is very old timey too, so. It could be based off those buildings. Jackson Hole is beautiful. It's a beautiful town. I was there when I was 13, so it's been... God damn, it's almost been two decades since I've been there. Um, it's a beautiful town. And so I like that opening shot, even though it's mostly CGI. I will say, they delivered this scene shot for shot in-game. But I will say, in the, in the show, it was shot so fucking well. Because, like, the the wind with, like, Bella Ramsey and her just, like, blank stare, I thought she delivered that excellent. Because it shows, like, she doesn't accept it, but she accepts it. Like, she doesn't accept the lie. She doesn't believe him. You know she doesn't believe him. She portrays that well, but she accepts it. Yep. At least in some capacity. Like, she's she doesn't know what the truth is, but... She's like, well, they're like, I don't know what else to do other than like, quote unquote, believe you right now. I don't, I don't want to question you. Like, yeah. I don't want, I, I think want it's to a believe very you. Very uncomfortable truth for her. I think she. I feel for her though. Sussing, she's yeah. like, what do you? Her do? whole purpose, her whole life purpose is gone. And, and now, that... and now her life purpose is Joel, but Joel, she knows, is not telling him the truth. And she doesn't, like, and not to say that she necessarily knows that he did some heinous shit either. She just is like, I think that's part of it. I think it's not like a, I'm not trying to say it's not repression, but like, I think it's like to face that reality, she's like something really bad. Like she, I think she knows something really bad happens, but she can't tell if Joel, like what role Joel played in it. You know what I mean? I think that's where she's really torn right now. She's like, like, it could be some, it could be like, yeah, the Raiders came and like. They were going to do all this horrible shit, God. and, like, she can't tell if he's, like, trying to lie it's to her. So, it's so beautiful because, like, in saving her, she takes her purpose of life away. Yep. It's absolutely. And it's one of – and I love, I love the capstone of it because this whole series is about unconditional love and what it does to you. And Joel unconditionally loved and saved her, but also took the way, one thing that made her important, which yep, was absolutely. the fact that she has a cure. And I'll be honest, I I think Joel was put in a position where I think he made the best choice, because he was not get he was not. It would be different if Ellie was given that choice. She made it and he saved her, because that to me was selfish. I always thought initially he was being selfish in this. That was my stance when I first played this game, and for many many years before I started replaying this game, I, my stance was yeah he's being selfish here. He should have just let the the he should have just sacrificed Ellie for the humanity because of their last chance. Now, when I think about it, the Fireflies didn't give them a choice. They took that choice away, with not a guarantee that there was gonna be a cure. Yep. Ultimately, that's my biggest problem is that nobody ever gave Ellie the Ellie the choice. Like, yeah, we know know her choice would have been, but like nobody gave her. Do we? I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not actually. I don't actually think she would have gave her life. I'm not sold on that idea. I think she wanted to see it through, but seeing it through is not, hey, giving my life away. Seeing it through is seeing it through. It's getting to the end and being that, like, you know, 
being that um that cure like that seeing it through but she didn't know what that meant she didn't know I, that meant dying so, think about it left behind when they found out she was infected what did she do well she stayed with riley but now here's my counterpoint to that she directly says in the last episode to joel she was waiting for her turn to die like she kind of thought like i think that's the thing is like she expected her life to be over there in some way. Yep. I do think she kind of always knew that. Now, the I think a more interesting question is, is if it was like a thing that they told both Joel and Ellie, and they both like, and they were both like, obviously it's Ellie's choice, but if she got to see how Joel's reaction was, I don't know if she could have followed through with it then. I don't I think. Don't, she I, think it, I think for me personally, for her character, I think she was in a very dark place there. For yeah. a lot of reasons, a lot of the trauma from the last year, but like specifically, I like I'm not saying it's the only important trauma, but I think the trauma with David showing her that bleak side of humanity. Oh, I yeah. think she was. I I mean I think we know people that have been in depressed or PTSD things, and like you. She's like, probably it, not in love with. She's not as love in like with humanity afterwards. Yep. And she's like, and so I think like it'd be hard to like justify living in that world. And she's like, oh, at least somebody could be happy, oh. kind of thing. You know, I, I mean, that'd be. I can my... see, I can see it both ways. Like, I can see it as a fuck humanity too. Like, look what they did yeah. to me. Yeah. Why should and I? Like... Why should I give my life to save them when I can go back to Jackson and live that life? I don't like. Of I, feel, I think she would. Like, I think the thing is, I think she would have given her life for the wrong reasons if she had given. I think. I think. I think, I don't... Says, I think consistent consensus is that ellie would have gave her life i think people mostly think that i'm just not sold that's what's she would make that choice see now i think if joel was there and i think after having that conversation and let's say like hypothetical situation joel and ellie are both sat down by marlene and like this is what's Mm. the, the situation here i could see ellie being like yeah i'm fine with it but joel being like ellie i can't like i like i think at that point in their relationship i think he could have been like God damn it, I can't get into part two spoilers there. But I don't I think he would have been like cards on the table. He would be like, Ellie, I can't. If you go, I will like I think he would have been honest. Like if you go you I, I think Joel would have done the same thing. I think even if Ellie made that choice, he would have forced himself and saved her. I, I would I, say if he didn't force himself to save her, he would have ended up killing himself if he if she died. He would have lost like two children in a row. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Like like yeah. I, I think it's, I think if he, I think if they presented the choice to the both of them, I do think that, and just where Joel's at in that story, I feel like he would have been honest and be like, Elliot, I can't lose you. If I lose you, I will. There's nothing left for me. My world is over. And I think that alone could have made her reconsider and be like, okay, can we do another way? I think if it was just Ellie by herself, she would have been like, yeah, whatever. Like, I think I, yeah, Ellie would have been convinced if like she like, made it on her own. I think she would have been convinced to give her life. Yep. I'm not sold that she would have done it, though, with Joel there. And I don't think Joel would have let her. I think Joel would have made the same choice and would have either one said kill yourself or he would have massacred the entire hospital. So let's, let's get, let's, I do, I do think Joel made the ultimate right choice. Simply, even though it was selfish, he did take away humanity's uh, arguably last chance at a but cure. But the reality is, is like, the he world was... took something from though it was a moment like somebody put it more beautifully this is where i say i'm not that smart i whenever i say this shit half the time i write a much more intelligent person's opinion on the internet that put it in a way that i wish i could be more like yeah. sort of say but somebody said something once about the game and i think it's the truest is the world took something from joel so joel took something from the world Ooh, yeah 
And, like, I think that's what it is. He's like, no, like, this world – and, like, the debate I come back to over and over again is I don't think humanity can be saved at this point. They can evolve. They can adapt. But yeah. they're never going to – it would be one thing to be like, you're going to get the world back how it used to be. There's no infected, the city – but that's not going to happen. Just straight well, up, even, that's not going to Even happen. now in our own world in the pandemic, like, it is not the way it used to be. No. It's our world has changed for better, for worse. It has changed. Yeah. People's opinions and, on everything has completely flipped 180. Yeah. Some, yeah. Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. But yeah, like I think it's the humanity is not going to be saved to where it once was, because even if there was a cure, like the, the infected are still infected. They're not viable, you know, and what humanity has left, they're all, Raiders, Fedra, Fireflies. You have the one nice um, communist faction in Jackson. <laughs> and I'm sure there's probably more communities like that. But I think at that point, like, even if everything gets ultimately too, even from a number standpoint, yeah, say everybody gets vaccinated, whatever, and they can't get turned into infected. Okay. Well, there's still a shitload of infected uh, among other mm-hmm. creatures that have not been introduced yet at this point in the story. Which, uh, speaking of the infected, I think you already know what I'm going to get at. But there's one special infected from part two that I really can't wait to see on the the big screen. The rat Don't King? say no, oh, Jake. Yes, the Rat King. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it as much of a secret as possible. No Don't one look knows it up. <laughs> Don't look it up. If you, if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't played part two, don't you dare look that shit up. It is a special play surprise. The play, play, play the game. Play the fucking game. Play the uh, game. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. I, My buddy who is playing it, I can't wait to see. If you're listening to this, David, just know I really, truly can't wait to see your reaction to that part. I, I'm i giddy I hate, with joy for myself. I'm going to bring as much popcorn to that I evening. Hate it. <laughs> I hated that. I, I honestly, like, I don't get scared by the games anymore. I, accept, like, I feel like the games themselves empower you so much to take on those scenarios. But yeah. I was like, fuck this when i got to that part i was like i'm out that's like arguably worse than uh pittsburgh boiler room because that was like the yeah my least oh i would scenes. say it's worse i would definitely say it's worse if you ever the last of us apocalypse don't go in dark creepy basements that's all i'm gonna say yep you don't <laughs> really have a choice if you're playing the game but you know <laughs> you just fall down an elevator well it's either uh make it out or die like so I definitely think, and then when they keep talking about how they they're they're going to do the infected, I'm like, oh, they're absolutely bringing him into the story. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, I'm not, I, sold, I'm not sold on it, but I, I hope they do. I I feel like they have to. That's I, I think that is the equivalent of the giraffe scene. Like it's not in a beautiful way, but in like in terms of like horror and showing you how fucked mm-hmm. that situation is. I do kind of think they could put it at a more intriguing point in the story. Because, like, it kind of comes... It's like this really crazy, yeah. weird boss fight that kind of comes out of nowhere. Actually, honestly, I'm really excited to play that section of the game. I'm going to try to say that as loosely without spoiling. We're, we're, we're getting into part two. We're yeah, talking, we are. We discussed... I we just love that game so two. much. But, yeah. So, anyways. But, backtracking immensely here. Ultimately, I think Joel made the right decision. I did see something that they apparently. I was listening to the finale discussion they had. I don't think and... Joel had much of a decision, honestly. Like, no, of he, course he, he says did. He, he says he has a choice, but honestly, like Joel, 
as a dad now like it's like when you face with save your child or don't save your child is that much of a choice yeah because i'll be honest as a as a new dad like if someone threatened my kid you're dying without hesitation like that was one of the first things i felt like coming out of the hospital and bringing her home like i had that such a protective vibe like when i was driving i'm like Man, I'll fuck up anyone who gets in my way to like bring my kid to safety. Like that's how I felt just driving to home from the hospital, and that was a five minute drive. I guess like, like uh, I know it's not really part of our discussion per se, but like, would you say like being a dad at this? I mean, how old is Maven now? Uh, six months. So like, have you noticed? Like, I mean, it sounds like you have, but like, have you noticed like that change of like being a father now? Like. You know what I mean? Oh, like you're. I mean, I noticed it. Like I said, the drive home, I was very a lot more protective. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like one of those. I realize that, like, hey, if anyone threatens my kid, I'm not hesitating. Yep. Like I even like in this hospital visit, like my my whole thought process was like, what's the best? What is the best decision long term for my kid? What's okay. the best for her? And it's it's such a weird. It's it's different because I'm so used to thinking like what's the best decision for myself because like I, I had that decision of like do I do surgery now which with long term consequences because if I did surgery now this clear up the inflammation that's in my um uh, uh, my small intestine like I possibly have a good few years if not a decade if not multiple decades of like no complications but I have increased complications long term or do I try to push off surgery so long-term and better if i didn't have her i probably would have pushed for surgery just to get it over with so like i'm better right away but i'm like no i'm thinking long term like i want to be there when she's 20 30 40 i want to be there for grandkids like i'm thinking long term so there's definitely a change there's definitely a change when it comes to that and i will say though if anyone threatens my kid i I will go Joe in a hospital with them. Like it's yeah. there's that, that 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 is one thing I notice. Yeah, that's something that's uh that's really that's really interesting. You say that because like I know that they had discussed that when they first released the game, they had had the players who played the game. They interviewed them and told, asked, "Do you agree with Joel's mm-hmm. decision?" And they said, "If you had, didn't have kids, it's fifty 50 And they yep. said, "Anybody that had a kid, hundred percent, they're like, yep, that he did the right thing." You're not given a choice, even if uh, it's because it is the whole part is unconditional love. The whole story is unconditional love, which I do want to touch upon that because this whole season is all about unconditional love. We get that sense with Joel and Tess, right? Like Joel continued his duty because Tess wanted him to do so. We see that with Joel's daughter. He wanted to give his life afterwards. We see that with uh, Tommy. He All he wants to do is get to Tommy. He wants to see his brother again. He wants to do Ken. We see that with Bill and Frank. Bill is like, I, living life without you is not worth it. I will rather, I will die with you. Yep. Um, Henry and Sam. Henry gives his life because Sam's no longer there. Yep. And so we constantly see these reminders of like, not people making decisions, not the logical ones, not the decisions based off survival, but like, ones through love we see those decisions made through love we see unlogical decisions through love and even like joel made the choice to save the one that he loves he said fuck the fuck the humanity fuck the consequences like you're taking someone i love away from me and i think it's 
when you do have that like level of uh, love for somebody, whether it's a partner or whether it's a child, whether it's your parent, like it's a, it is different. That's you don't, to me. you don't think of it as a logical, oh man, like I'm, I'm cursing humanity here. Like you're like, no, you're, you're taking away my kid. I'm not letting you take away my kid. And here's the thing. I think ultimately he's just right because I think the fireflies forced their hand. He, they forced his hand. And he did. He played the only card that he had, which was go Rambo on them, go John Wick. That's that's the only thing Joel knows how to do in life, right? They forced his hand and gave. That was his only choice. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. You can't. That's like I said before. You can't put a cage like a a feral animal into a cage, poke it with sticks, and hope nothing bad happens. Like that's a really yeah. stupid decision. And I think ultimately, like I said, it just shows the like to me. I think the real villains are the fireflies. Like it, especially that. I want to say I, they're the real villains, but in this episode, yes. I would but say I the say real it, villains in the sense of like the, what they're trying to sacrifice. Wow, damn! I just realized something. It's kind of cool. Uh, this is super nerdy, but there's kind of a weird parallel uh, with The Last of Us and this other game that I've talked to you about at length. But Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm not going to get into it, but. It's essentially oh, yeah. this idea of sacrificing new life for an old world. And it's like, that's gone. Like, you have to just move on. Like, yeah. do the best with what you can. Like, I, the only thing I think that, like, and we'll see what, oh, man, this is where I have to tread carefully. But part three, if they bring the fireflies into it, the fireflies could be a really positive force for change. It would be like, okay, we can't cure this, but we can make this world a better one. A, a, yeah. Still a functional one. No fire. Which is like their ultimate goal. It's just the way they go about it. Because I, I watched Andor, Star Wars Andor, and they present the re- rebellion in such a like dark light. Or they do, like the rebellion starts in a very dark place. Like they have to kill people. They have to do dark things to get a rebellion. And it reminds me a lot of like the Fireflies where it's like, ah, oh, this is very gray. Like you understand their purpose and what they're trying to do, their overall goal. But the way they go about it is not great like they're blowing up like in the first episode they blew up tests right it was just a random bombing they're bombing people they're bombing innocent people on top of fedra but they're also harming innocent people and it's one of those Andor does a great job of like um asking that question is it worth it is it worth hurting innocence to free them from impure like tyranny and so I think The Last of Us doesn't really dive into it too deeply where Andor does, but it is a good question. Like, the Fireflies, they, their ultimate goal is good. It's just the way they went about it is just awful. It's very inhumane. We're just going to take that choice away from you. And yeah. simply put, man, if they would just had, like, consent, if they would have just asked for consent, everything would have been fine. The ultimate well, moral of the story is consent is important and you need it, always. Especially if you're a doctor. Don't yes, especially if you're a doctor. Don't be start slicing people up, dude. What the fuck? Thank you for my doctors for not doing that. Just slicing me up when I'm uh, unconscious. That was very kind of you guys. Yeah, exactly. We appreciate okay. that. So I think we're a little late to talk about um, the cannibals. I really want to talk more about it because I think it's a great episode. So maybe... In retrospect, maybe we'll talk episode seven and episode eight a little bit in the future episodes, just because I do think those episodes deserve a lot of love. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to get a lot of views, just because it's such 
retrospect, which we're, we apologize for, but life happens. But let's let's talk season one as a whole, just a little bit before we end. Yep, and absolutely. what's your overall what's your overall ratings on it? Because I I have a rating for it. And do I have to remind you kind of the rating guides? I, I remember I your like... rating guide. I think it was a pretty <sighs> okay. solid explanation. Uh, for me personally, I would say. Yeah, I typically like I'm a very rankings to me is like was it good or was it bad? So like a actually I'd say I'm more of like a bad neutral good great. Okay, I guess it is a five star system. So I would give it like a four out of five. I would say it's great. It it does fall a little bit short of being amazing, incredible. Like for me, you already know my my top show. Mr. Robot. That show is incredible. Start to finish. Every fucking story beat hits perfectly for, for me, narratively. I have to rewatch it fully because I, I watched it up, uh, season to season to season. I feel like I missed so much. So I didn't, oh, like, yeah. I didn't love it as much as I feel like you did. Whereas I just have to rewatch it, which I have so much time off. So I should maybe, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, but I also, I want, I want, dude, uh, that would be a cool episode. Cause I, and I would re we, like, we could rewatch that. Oh, that would be there. We should talk. We'll talk about this after the show, but maybe we could do like a recap Robot series. Type of thing? Yeah. I'd be like, Hey, we watched season one. We'll talk about it. We'll watch rewatch season two. It'll be like more of a retrospective because I do think like as cool as Fresh takes episode on, stuff where it's airing as it's live it's, i think it's really cool to do it like oh i want to do retrospective. we already watched the whole series and now we can be like hey how do we think this influenced what they do with season one and two or two three four yeah. blah 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 so maybe we'll, we'll talk, do that we'll i don't know we'll talk about it so you, but so you're giving it you're giving a solid four uh which is yep. great yeah okay. i think i think what holds it back for me from being like a five i'll just be honest i think it was too short i do think that they especially for me personally the last episode i think they should they could have made that a 60 minute episode and really yeah. Like, I just think we need it. either they could have added ten more minutes of that. Like, I just think the jump from Joel and Ellie being like close to Daddy Joel was a little too jarring like, in your face. Yeah, whereas jarring, like in the yeah. game, like it feels like there is more of a slow build to that. And like, I well, you're and spending I, twenty hours with them, and like yeah. in between like uh, attacking people, you get those little bits. Whereas yep. in the show, they're just like, we're just going to show you the cutscenes from the game. Yeah. And it doesn't show you like the little bit of like bonding moments. So my ranking for this is really similar to yours. But I think the, the floor ranking for me is a 4+. Okay. So it's – it's which is great, but I'm like, ah, it's it, – it's 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 a it is a lead show. Like everything they showed me, here's here's my biggest criticism. One, I feel like they need a little bit more action, a little bit more clickers. Yep, agreed. But I do. But I think like it, it's all spectacle. Like I don't think I think the reason to take away the clickers and take away the action for the characters, I completely agree with. So I don't think it adds to it. But I do think the show needs a little bit more of a spectacle just to highlight the fact that hey, there this is a a zombie show this is a mushroom zombie clicker show there's always danger the second thing is the pacing is just even though everything they showed us is amazing the pacing was just a little too quick yeah just a little bit too quick they i wish they would have dove in a little bit more into a little bit more cold opens a little more backstory a little bit more longer like the cannibal episode should have been two parts maybe it could have been. It could have been. Or at least, like, for, like, I think, and I don't know if you would agree with this, like, I think ultimately, like, just give those episodes a little bit more time to breathe. It seemed like HBO yeah. did not have a problem giving them the budget. So, like, I think their problem was 
Well, it seems like it sounds like they didn't have a whole lot of budget to work with. Where not, I think, really? oh, I think, uh, I think they, I think they were limited. I think they were scared a little bit. From what I read and gathered, it seemed like they pushed for nine episodes, but I feel like they could have done ten. But I think HBO was hesitant initially. Yep. It's always which the executives. Now, which now I don't think they're going to be hesitant. I think no, I gonna... don't think so at all. So I will say this though, because I was watching, um, I was listening to a couple podcasts on this, and the podcast where the people haven't played the game at all, yep. they absolutely love this show. They're really? like, see, that's what yeah. I was wondering. Like, so this is what my one caveat was: is I, I, I like. I love the game so much, I can't tell how much of it is blinding my opinion of it. I'm like, I just love this game. So I'm like, fuck yeah, put it on the screen. Like, I'm happy to watch it, happy to enjoy it. Yeah. And, like, I do think it must be really good. Like, so, like, I think it's good anyways. Like, but I'm I'm a fucking weirdo. I think there, there's some trash shit I've watched that I'm like, this is great. That other people are like, you like that? Or, like, a game just like, like I'll be like, that game's great. Mm-hmm. And the people are like, that game sucks ass and like well everyone lo- it seems like everyone loves this game i don't know how you hate this game there are some people that are like oh the gameplay is boring i'm like okay but the, i'm like, not gonna disagree this... with them there are definitely parts that were like oh i'm gonna go loot i'm gonna go kill i'm gonna go loot yeah. i'm gonna go kill i'm gonna solve an easy puzzle i'm gonna go kill like i'm not gonna disagree with that but i also think it's that's part of the charm but anyway well, I, I, I have like some game thoughts too just to, i'm gonna throw it in since we're done we're not gonna talk about episode eight or episode seven so like a lot of people were complaining about Billstown, and there's like, you know, the, in the game in the show, they're just it was just Bill and Frank's story, which I think in retrospect, I'm like, it's hard. We got such little time with Joel and Ellie, where it didn't get a chance to breathe. Some of the decisions where they made two episodes, where it's like its own, its own, it's its own story. It's kind of like questionable a little bit. But I will say, Billstown, even though gameplay wise, it's really really fun. It sh- lacks such an emotional impact that the show does. So I will say, like after playing Billstown, I'm like I do miss like that interaction between Elliot and Bill. But I'm like, the game does like, the game. It was all about the game mechanics and learning how to play the game. Like it, like that's the whole point of this being in here, and kind of like it just starts to show the, a little bit of Joel and Ellie's relationship. But I'm like the show does that. Yep. Um, Pittsburgh is all action. Like, the first part is just all action, too. So, I'm like... I just wrote that down. I'm like, it's... Pittsburgh's great. It's very memorable. It's very heavy, action-heavy. But it is just an all-action. There's not a whole lot of story. But it, it does show that Ellie and Joel have to trust each other this entire time. But I feel like the show does that in very small glimpse of it. That there is that trust that they build. Um, college. The whole college scene was very short. Which I feel like that's one of the, probably the worst. I'm gonna say that's the worst section in the game is the college scene. Really? Oh wait, adaption or like in the game itself? You didn't care for in the game itself. Like of all the parts where you have to fight, I think either like the the dam or the college scene is like the worst. Man, and know, not and not so and many, not. There's so many things not, you're right about, but there's but this time you're just so wrong. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, what do you think is the worst part? Honestly, I fucking hate Pittsburgh. It's too long. It's too you loaded. Hate... Get keep going. Like narratively, it's such like think about it from a narrative standpoint. It is okay. such a slog. Like you literally like for a good part it of is. it, like you get Billstown, you get all this cool development between Ellie and Joel, and then it's like 
boom, like five hours of gameplay. You're like, oh. You see, I don't. I actually don't mind that. I I enjoy. I, I okay. I actually like the gameplay of Last of Us. I do like the whole crouch sneak whole thing. It's it is fun. a slog. I can just see why people like are like it's it hard is, to get into. I can. I it's, can it is a it is a fucking slog. It is such a memorable slog though, especially when like when you do get Henry and Sam. Because it's like the first action scene is such a slog, and then you get Henry and Sam, and you're just like, oh, this is a lot easier with help. Yeah. Like, to me, it like, oh, I could, like, he gets into that, man, I'm glad that they're here, because this is so much easier with two other people. This is so much easier. And then so when they finally take them away, it hits harder. Yep. So that's why that's why I actually like Pittsburgh, because it is a slog, but there's such a great payoff to that chapter, which was Henry and Sam. I think it's uh like kind of. I cried the first time I played that game. I remember like I didn't cry, but I remember my my mom dropped when like when it like the shot with Henry just killing himself, and then they cut to black and the music comes in. I was like, also actually we didn't talk about this. I just want to backtrack a little bit to the show. I swear to God, the audio mixing is still off a little bit because I listened to it on my tablet, and I think the audio mixing in the game was a little bit better if it is off that way. But I once again, I'm gonna fucking butcher his name but hats off to gustavo santiola he makes i actually genuinely believe if he wasn't making the music for the games the scenes would not be as impactful i don't i genuinely believe that the game is a perfect storm of music gameplay and story and i think if the music the show hits too Yep, when the path comes in, you hear that guitar like strumming in. You're just like, it's good. I get chills every goddamn time without fail. And then just that cut of like Ellie saying, okay, and then the whole guitar comes swinging in. Like, I'm getting chills right now talking about it. I'm getting chills too. Yeah, the score, he definitely deserves. The game is a masterpiece. Okay. Do you agree that game is better than the show? It's. I mean, for me, I think it, it is just because you get more time with the characters. The show does a very, very good job. Here's what I would say. So we talked about the ranking system. It, as far as a general TV show goes, I'd give it like a four. Like a good, like I'm like, yeah, a so, I would say it's a solid four. I don't think it's a three because there's not really any parts. The only, the only oh, episode, dude, it, it's not it, even the four close. for me is a, the four for yeah. me is a four plus. I yeah. think. I think the conversation is is an elite show. Yeah, I think but, I think that's it's in that conversation. That's why I put it as a four plus. I'm like, it as is. far like, as adaptations go, it's a five out of like three. Like it's like it's like it's like a ten out of five. Like it does what an adaptation should. Yeah, is that it adapts the source material successfully and adds more to it so that like you gain mm. as a fa- especially if you're a fan of the source material, you're not ever. I don't. I never felt like they betrayed. The heart of the story. In fact, there's parts that I'm like, "Wow, mm-hmm. this is actually amplifies the story for me." Yeah, um, that's my opinion on it. I think ultimately, like, so the yeah. game for me is a five automatically. You're talking like top five, top ten games of all time. Last of Us is in that discussion. Yep. Narratively, See, for me, talking... funny thing enough, like I actually now that I played part two, I almost I think part two is actually better for me personally. I think the narrative payoff. Part... Is so much better for me. Uh, I feel like it's, just, it's not a casual audience game. It's Last not. of Us is, but Part Two, I I do love. The more I think about Part Two, the more it makes me feel and think. I will say Part Two is Part Two is the more... kind of game you, if you actually open your heart to it and you watch it, 
and you experience it's it and you keep it brutally beautiful it is it's it's, it's brutally a hard beautiful game. it is a hard game uh but it's the kind of game that like unlike any other i've ever played in my life i still think about. i played it like months ago and i'm still like i'll still go on youtube and be like what are other people thinking about this i like i just want to talk to other people and communicate okay, we... yeah sorry i keep <laughs> next next one we'll talk ADHD about brain, part two. ADHD brain. <laughs> we'll talk part two i'm there too i want to talk about it too but i'm trying to keep focus you're right, on you're part right. one I, I like how, say, like we have a good balance here. <laughs> I will say part one's a five. It's one of the best uh, games out there. It's one of the best narrative story wise. I don't see how you argue it's not number one. Like I don't, I can't think of another game story wise. It's just like, yes. The only one I can think of is another zombie game, which is Walking Dead, uh, Telltale Walking Dead season mm, one. That's the yeah, only that's one decent. that I'm like, but I don't think like, I don't think it's that strong the entire season. I think just the ending is really, really strong and powerful. But I honestly think The Last of Us is a stronger ending. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I give this... The show is a 4-plus for me. I think like it's in that elite category because everything they do show us is masterclass. Like, my biggest complaint is they didn't give us enough. Yep. And to me, I'm like, is that a, even a fair criticism? Because, like, my criticism is I want more of that. Like... I compared this, uh, Sapphire and I, we have, oh, shoot. Uh-oh. You were offline. Okay. That was weird. All well, right. You guys probably just noticed an audio glitch there. Uh, <laughs> our app we, decided to take a shit on us, so sorry about that. Yeah, we we uh, we might just end it there. Who knows? We'll just finish this thought. We don't have much more left. We'll see what happens. If you're hearing this, we got it to work. So I will just say this. Wait, where was my train of thought? <laughs> no. It was like you were saying, like how much you like. Is it a valid criticism to complain about not having it? Yeah, like everything they showed us, I love. Everything they showed us, I thought was master class. I thought it was shown beautifully, acted beautifully, written beautifully. It, like me and Sapphire had this. Um, we had this discussion. It's like. It's me complaining. It's like someone giving me like a, one of those European desserts where it's very, very tiny, but it's so sweet and so filling. And I eat it and I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And like it was just such a short, sweet experience and it's just gone and you want more. Yep. I would say to it me, is a valid complaint because of one for one reason only, which is mm-hmm. – like at least tor- towards the end, because there was some jarring narrative. Like it's not a huge issue. What the fuck? Can you hear me right now? Oh no! Can you hear me? We lost Michael. No, I'm in now. I'm this in. This is not going. going well. Can you hear me? Yeah, we lost you again. Oh, okay. All right, we got. I think we're, we're gonna try to wrap this up. I'm guessing if, if you agree, Jake, just because <laughs> yeah, hit the fan. But the only reason I would say it is a valid complaint is because. It does affect the story when there is like those jumps, like kind of what we were talking about at the end, like the last episode, how there's kind of a little mm-hmm. gap. Now, I do believe that the next season, I don't think we're going to have any of these issues. Like any of the issues I feel like that I do have with the show, I don't think we'd have yeah. in season two. Because I was going to talk about that too. I think, I think a lot of like season one criticisms will be rectified in season two and season three because I think we're going to get more time with the character. Yep. Yep. And so, okay, my last question for you. All right. And this was this was on the other pods too. They asked this question, but I thought it was a really good question. 
Is this one of the greatest season one uh, season ones of all time? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't think it suffers from traditional season one syndrome, which is a lot of setup and like, <laughs> no, they just like, like we're gonna go. Like I love we're Game just of Thrones, gonna go. but goddamn, season one is so slow. Like compared I to the love rest, season one. Like, I fucking I'm, love season one. It is a great season, but like when you watch the rest of the show and then you go back to season one, you're like, oh my god. Oh no. Oh no 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 no! I'm the exact opposite. Actually, when I love watching season one because I like I actually know what they're talking about. Whereas That's like when fair. I first watched it, I'm just like I have no idea what's going on. Who is this person? Who are they talking to? What? Who is this person who just showed up? Apparently they're important. I have no idea. Wait, what Stark children is that? Is that Bran? Is that Rick? Uh, John? Oh, he's not a Stark. Oh, he is a Stark child. I like. Well, there's so many like. There's well, so many like characters. I'm like, that's the point though. Like you've watched the show now. Like if, obviously, I think a lot of shows season one you go back to. But I'm saying when mm-hmm. I first watch, for me, when I first watched season one, and I didn't know. Like I'm saying this, imagining coming into Last of Us blind and coming into Game of Thrones blind. Season yeah. one is almost frustrating for Game of Thrones because you don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, so you're I agree, constantly kind of just like you're kind of. It's like when you're mm-hmm. going through like a corn maze and you're just blind as shit, like stumbling through the walls. Like, you're like oh, okay, I think I'm going the right way. Okay. And then you could be completely wrong. Be like, oh, God damn it. Okay, now, okay, I see why I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's where I and then when say, you re- that's why I say I think season one of this show is so good. Like, because you, you, it's a story from start to finish. Yeah, it is. Like, literally, Last of Us season one could be its own miniseries. Yep. And there are going to be people that are foolish enough to just leave it right there, which, I mean, I feel bad for those people because they suspect they're going to lose out on a lot by being that i think i feel like uh we're, get, we're getting into part two season yeah, two season are. three talk i will say i think they're gonna switch it up but let's let's leave it at that I so agree. all right any any other lasting thoughts for season one of the last of us or the episode or the finale uh, that you want to mention a couple things there's two things i want to say which is i want to thank the I want to thank the Academy. No, I want to thank the folks at Naughty Dog and HBO and the production company, the cast, the crew, uh, Craig Mazin, Neil Druckmann. As a fan, I want to thank. Obviously, I have no nothing I can give or whatever. But and uh, to Bella Ramsey, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Anna Torv, uh, Nick Offerman, that whole cast and crew. You guys brought a story for me as a fan that has meant a lot um, to me, and I just want to thank you guys so so much for showing other people. Also, Why Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker yeah, for the game, Ashley too. Ashley Johnson, Troy, Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, thank you all so much. Be for nice to her. Hard work. Yeah, be nice to her. Laura Bailey is bae. Uh, I just want to thank everybody, like all the cast crew. And then if you're listening to this right now, thank you for checking out this podcast. It's been so much fun to talk about the show with Jake. Uh, hmm. And just I hope that – Oh, we're not done yet. Busy. We're not done yet, but we're just getting started. But if you are listening, thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate um, you taking time out of your busy day to listen to us uh, – listen to my ADHD ass ramble <laughs> incessantly about – Oh, you got, we got double the ADHD ass too. Like, but, yeah, I just <laughs> want to say, like, I was so happy to experience this again. I'm so happy I got to experience this with other people for the first time and, like, see that connection with these characters and the story i think is genuinely beautiful and it also does show that video games aren't just dumb action filled romps that are completely pointless and have no substance like there is a, another another world of stories mm-hmm. out there and i would if you if you like this show and you're not much of a gamer i would tell you keep your heart open there are some quality stories out there um 
I yeah. cry more for video games than I do for TV shows because there's yep. some absolutely beautiful, beautiful yep. stories. And this this Last of Us is arguably the greatest uh, video game story. Also, well done, Michael. Well done. I couldn't have done that any better. And also, I have one more thanks. Thank you for joining me and talking about Last of Us, man. Oh, thanks, buddy. It was a good time. You're I enjoyed welcome. it. Hey, again, we're not done. We got season two to talk about. We still got episode seven and eight to kind of just briefly mention, and then season two, part two talks. All right. So you guys stick around. We'll post that either next week or the week after or whenever we actually decide to do it. Maybe next week. I don't know. We'll see. We got we'll start. We got we got weekly episodes. We'll figure out some good stuff. Uh, you know, and I would say uh, leave us a uh, leave us some suggestions on maybe some other shows you'd like to hear us talk about. I think Jake would be pretty yes. for that. That'd be really fun. We'd love to hear from you guys if you're checking us out and listening to us, and you think there's something that you want to hear uh, me or Jake ramble about. Uh, let us know. Don't know. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter page. We have. Uh, we have an email, me at gmail.com. Please, every suggestion, bring it out there. We will we will consider it. And honestly, dude, if someone mentions a certain TV show, we'll probably do it. Mr. Robot, dude, Michael would be ecstatic. Oh, my God. Some... I'd be so happy. I fucking love that show. <laughs> All right. So, all right. Thank you, everyone. And this has been a Don't Evolve Me. Thank you, Michael. And see you guys until next time. All right. See you guys. Peace out.